0: Welcome to Great Takes Less Filling by The Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is U Street. Or Preston
1: Jellen U Street because, well, that was a cool run at the end of a deeply boring game.
0: Yeah, Preston Jellen is uh, definitely my neck of the week because when you're a redshirt senior who's had bad injury luck and frankly a whole host of talented running backs in front of you, Breaking off a run like that to score a touchdown, you get you get you get a game ball from me. That's just a happy moment for everybody.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a sixty-two to ten uh, win, good guys over the Western Illinois Leathernecks. Minnesota gave up a field goal in the first quarter that mm, a bit of a weak call to set up that field goal, and they gave up a touchdown. In what was presumably the ninth string defense versus the second string offense of West Illinois. Other than that, in between those two, uh, put up somewhere in the nature of about 50 some points and had 14 points before Western Illinois uh, scored. They also, the Govers also fumbled on their first possession. Thus, uh, providing a little bit of excitement before promptly doing exactly what you are supposed to do in a game that doesn't have any meaningful implication whatsoever steamroll uh, the offense, uh, steamroll both offense and defense, thus allowing your second string to play more or less the entirety of the second half.
0: And, you know, in interesting fashion, uh, you can have a game where Minnesota scores the most points they've scored since 2006. Uh, and the most yardage, third most yardage they've ever put up as a program in a single game, and still look at it and go, eh, the starters could clean up a few things. Yeah, I would not say that that was a shining
1: example of execution. I don't think the coaching staff or the players would either, which tells you also a little something about the opponent that the University of Minnesota was playing.
0: Okay, so we're, we're, we're talking about a game where the opponent is is the story in a sense, because... Some of what Minnesota left on the field in terms of execution would have made for a more interesting game against a better opponent. If you're the the staff, what are you really trying to take out of this other than you got to give your backup QBs a lot of good reps? Just out of the game in general, or what does it mean going forward? No, it means nothing going forward other than you get to put another win in your column. I, I mean, I, I assume it's just normal film study and pointing things out but is there anything in particular you as a, if you were the staff you would want to point out and say let's not do that again i'm not fumble on the first possession of the
1: game <laughs> <laughs> i imagine nah i i think some of it frankly is it's early in the season early in the season you will have lots of various kinks that need to get worked out i would not say that despite going 14 of 18 for 287 and a touchdown that i thought Tanner morgan's kind of execution performance was at its top level. Like we've seen, for example, the Purdue game a couple of years ago, it sort of standout Tanner Morgan definitely wasn't close to that. Ethan Kaliamakis it's pretty good. Uh, I will have to learn how to appropriately pronounce his name, which is a, a problem for me. I thought that was the main thing I took away, which is against a you know Division II program, the quarterback of the future looks pretty good.
0: I can't remember the last time we played a game where backup QB was in with, I mean, what, a third of the, over a third of the third quarter left? Six minutes or so?
1: Yeah, the first drive very clearly was to make it so that Mo extended his 100 yard game streak the second that happened he left the game and never returned trey potts continued to play and then bryce williams and preston jelen as the game moved further and further into second and third stringers but that's partially why i say in some sense these games are silly because they're not gonna have anything to do with records or bowl opportunities the main benefit is that to my knowledge no one got injured that's a win, but when you're at a point where the premise of the game is we'll win and no one gets injured, and I guess it's good that the backups got reps, and not as a fan, not wildly interesting.
0: I, I, I will say, as a fan, the one nice thing is is the fact that you knew this game was completely in hand, basically from the snap, meant that I could hop over to other games like. You know, Texas, Alabama, watch a good chunk of something interesting there, hop back over to Minnesota and use the DVR to just get me through all the time in between plays, which when Minnesota has the ball is plenty. So
1: Yeah, I think it it also says something both about the opponent and Minnesota's success on offense today that part of the reason why Minnesota doesn't put up 60 plus points against lots of programs is because most programs put up slightly more resistance. But another reason is, as you mentioned, Minnesota is not a quick-snapping football team. So in terms of just like the number of plays that they're going to run over a game, it's less than they probably would be able to otherwise. I think if the Gophers had decided they wanted to keep their foot on the gas in this game, they could have probably put up 90. I would not doubt that at all.
0: (laughs) There was very little to suggest that even if you... Put in the backups at the same point that if you just let the let them run it quickly they, they would have been able to score plenty well, for that matter,
1: if you put the backups in but you let Ethan have more or less the full arsenal of the playbook, I think he would have found quite a few quite a few
0: dudes yeah agreed all right what's your who what is your Necton of the week? My necton of the week is, to my
1: knowledge, no one got injured, so the team can continue swimming forward.
0: I would like to uh, instill a secondary necton from uh, my side of things to whoever was in the Goldie Gopher costume. That's a lot of push-ups uh, <laughs> if they had if they had to if they had to uh, bring in the backup Goldie. To continue the push-ups, then I would like to include the backup Goldie in the push-ups because by the time the backup Goldie in is in, you're doing 63 push-ups at one time. So, you know, lots of... Uh, uh, oh! Uh, another secondary uh, next of the week, Brock Vereen. Former gopher Brock Vereen was on the play call for for uh, Big Ten Network. And did I thought, a really nice job. Um, and so... Uh, yeah, he didn't suck. Yeah, big hat tip to Brock. Um, I actually enjoyed that, uh, that uh, announcer combo more than many of the uh, top-of-the-list combos that BTN or even ESPN Fox trot out.
1: Yeah, if Emily Eamon Eman as the sideline reporter was competent, which I guess is probably all you're really looking for in a sideline reporter, Jason Ross and Brock Farine seem to have good chemistry. I was willing to not mute the sound for periods of the game which is not something that i am normally willing to do and i think the fact that we're talking about oh look how fun the commentary team was
0: suggests again
1: something about this
0: game (laughs) all right well the gophers are looking ahead next weekend to colorado um I don't anticipate that's going to be a ton tougher than last year, but uh, I guess they're playing right now against Air Force. We can see if they show anything that seems interesting. Uh, but I would, I would anticipate the, the Gophers have an opportunity for another uh, enjoyable Saturday for the fans uh, at, at Huntington Bank Stadium next week.
1: I would certainly hope so.
0: The return of Mike Sanford, yes. The return of Mike Sanford. So, um,
1: yes, the Gophers, at least on paper, should not worry very much about Colorado's offense.
0: Yeah, he's... Uh, I wish him well. He's apparently a very nice guy, but I'm happy to have him uh, doing his thing somewhere else so that Kirk Scirocco can bring back his much more efficient-looking version of the RPO.
1: Yeah, I think it is, I think it is clear to see the distinction between the two, but also... One of the things that I would be looking forward for next week is both cleaning up some of those sort of technical things, i.e. just advancing week on week, and also to see how much more of the playbook comes in. It's not clear to me, because we've had Kirk Shiraka 1.0, it's not clear to me if Kirk Scirocca 2.0 is going to actually do very much more in the preseason non-conference but functionally preseason this year than he did in the past but colorado would be the first game where i would expect you might start seeing some wrinkles
0: well at the very least i'm uh excited that kirk shiraka 2.0 started off with such weak opposition in new mexico state and western illinois because i really enjoyed the smooth uh just the smooth yet full-bodied uh, offensive experience that we're seeing here because of bad defenses over the uh, Kent State protocol uh, experience of many other non-conference games under Kirk.
1: For sure. Some of the other bit, just to sing praises of Mo. I did not think that the offensive line also clearly had a talking to, perhaps internally in between about the first and second quarter and especially at halftime but it is also much easier to look really good when you're running back when they get hit the first time they don't usually go down so you get those just kind of extra yards and that's something that Ibrahim is phenomenally good at doing and to start off I mean I think he started off like Eight of 18 or something and ended up with 23 for 130 and there was a noted shift in the game where just all of a sudden his burst and his just ability to go first person that's actually going to touch me because what the offensive line is doing is four yards deep and then I'm going to add two or three on that at minimum. That's nice to see.
0: I'm glad it's back. Agreed. Alright, well friends, if you were at the game uh, hopefully you, your Sunblock, are coming back uninjured yourself. Uh, get rested up. We have a wonderful opportunity to enjoy an afternoon game next weekend against an actual Power 5 opponent, albeit not Alabama level. Uh, and let's just continue to uh, roll the way through the non-con and get ready for what could be a very exciting matchup, hopefully, against Michigan State in two weeks. So, in the meantime... Go Gophers, Skyuma, row the boat.